It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. How do the Carolina Panthers stack up in the NFC South post-draft? I'll tell you right here on Locked On Panthers. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's our motto here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where tomorrow I'll be back here to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions. Either at me or DM me if you'd like to participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked on Panthers. Continuing our Carolina Panthers roster evaluation post-2023 NFL draft. On today's show... We're not just going to look at the Panthers roster. We've pretty much done that, looked at the roster holes, looked at the competitions that are likely to be upcoming here throughout the offseason program at OTA's mandatory minicamp, but really when they get down to training camp down in Spartanburg. But right now on today's show, let's look at the rest of the division. Let's look at Atlanta. Let's look at Tampa. Let's also look at New Orleans and see how the Carolina Panthers position groups and roster as a whole stacks up to those teams and where the Panthers stack up post-draft in the NFC South as there is a window of opportunity for every single one of these teams in the NFC South to grab a hold of the division. When you look at Carolina, especially now that Bryce Young is here, you got to feel pretty good about the Carolina Panthers being in a position quarterback-wise to be the top dog in the NFC South for the next couple of years, hopefully a decade. We'll see how it works out. Let's look at the offenses, though, to start off. This show, looking at the Falcons offense, the Saints offense, the Buccaneers offense, and of course, comparing those to the Carolina Panthers offense. Starting off with our friends down 85 South in Atlanta, the Falcons honestly did not have a bad offseason. I was reading Jeff Schultz from The Athletic uh, on Tuesday, I believe. That's when I read the article, but a really good article post-draft about the, about the Atlanta Falcons and the situation uh, that Arthur Smith, the head coach there, and then the general manager, uh, Terry Fontenot, who came over from New Orleans, what they had to inherit, and what they've had to do the last couple of years where they've been in cap hell. And they've just basically ate it. Got rid of some players that were aging, like Matt Ryan, Julio Jones, um, Deion Jones. Also just decided that, hey, we just got to ride with this. We're not going to be very good for the first couple of years. But after that, the Falcons were thinking they'd be in a position where they could bring in some big-time players and that they could be a better football team. And I honestly do think they are a better football team heading into 2023. Now, every team in the NFC South, let me go ahead and preface this, is not very good. But one of these teams is guaranteed to go to the playoffs. Now, Atlanta, I don't know if I think they're a playoff team as of right now at quarterback. They're going to roll with Desmond Ritter, who's a third rounder in last year's draft, draft that yielded Matt Corral, 
Kenny Pickett, um, Malik Willis, who's already been replaced in Tennessee, was not a strong quarterback draft. And so far, that has reflected it as Corral is third string here in Carolina, likely never get an opportunity. Malik Willis, again, they trusted him so much that they brought in Josh Dobbs at the end of the season when the Titans were still trying to win the AFC South. Ritter's going to get an opportunity to start this year. And then Kenny Pickett, not bad so far there in Pittsburgh. But Desmond Ritter, he's going to be the guy. The Falcons were a team that a lot of people linked to Lamar Jackson if the Falcons wanted to offer him or sign him to an offer sheet. They decided not to do that, and they're going to go with Desmond Ritter. Now, Arthur Smith, really good offensive mind. I guess he must really trust Ritter, who was, in his own right, a very good college player. And we saw a ton of college quarterbacks get drafted this past weekend, and that might be a byproduct of a player like Brock Purdy, who was a four-year starter at Iowa State, having a ton of experience, and then having success here in the NFL in San Francisco. Now, Kyle Shanahan's probably a big part of that. Not probably, but definitely is a big part of that. Is the experience factor something that NFL teams are going to care more about at the quarterback position? I would think so. And looking at Ritter, who was a three-year starter at Cincinnati, and took that program to heights that they have never been to before, I think he can be a solid NFL quarterback. We're truly going to find out this year in his second year as a full-time starter with the Atlanta Falcons. So Desmond Ritter going to be the starter at running back. They get Bijan Robinson out of Texas in the first round. Y'all know how I feel about running backs, but Bijan is kind of the exception to the rule. Now, if Bijan was here in Carolina, I would be like, okay, first round pick, fine. Pick up the fifth year option, tag him, let him go. Use him, abuse him, lose him. And I think Atlanta's going to do that. He's a really good football player. And with him and Tyler Allgaier and Cordell Patterson, they got a really good backfield there in Atlanta. The skill position players, you got Kyle Pitts, Drake London, two first-round picks in the last couple of years drafts. This is kind of the year for Kyle Pitts to really step up and be that dude. You would think that Drake London would take a big step. Mac Hollins, North Carolina guy who was known as a special teams ace back in college and throughout his stops in the NFL, had a really good year last year in Las Vegas with the Raiders. He was one of their big free agent signings. They also brought in Scotty Miller, Johnu Smith, the tight end, who started off his career in Tennessee with Arthur Smith, was in New England the last couple of years, didn't do much. Not an overwhelming skill position group there. The offensive line they extended and re-signed Chris Lindstrom and Caleb McGarry this past offseason. Jake Matthews is still there. They drafted Matthew Bergeron, the guard from Syracuse. So a pretty solid offensive line for what was one of the NFL's best rushing attacks a year ago. Now looking at the Saints, quarterback Derek Carr. Thank God he's not here in Carolina, but Derek Carr is a solid player. And just looking at it, he is the best quarterback in the NFC South. And that's not saying a lot when Desmond Ritter... Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask and a rookie Bryce Young slash Andy Dalton are the other quarterbacks in the NF in the division. Now, Bryce Young, I think, can be good. It's going to take time before I think we really get to see those results firsthand here in Carolina, where Bryce was, of course, selected number one overall. I think it's going to take a little bit of time. Just at, That's how it works with rookies until you really see them kind of flash and show the signs of what they can be. That's really what this year is all about. Derek Carr, solid app option, gives the Saints pretty much a eight, nine win floor I guess I would say not not a floor but probably like a, I mean eight wins that really should not be worse than the eight win football team with Derek Carr there with them especially when you have Alvin Kamara back at running back Kendra Miller the TCU running back who they draft in the third round you look at their wide receiver position Michael Thomas clown him for slants all you want the dude's an excellent receiver when he's healthy the problem is he's never healthy Chris Olave had a really good fresh uh, rookie year out of Ohio State last year I mean Taysom Hill he, he's still on the roster Traquan Smith has gotten plenty of opportunities Brian Edwards is the guy who played in Las Vegas who's gotten some opportunities been okay A.T. Perry really liked him out of Wake Forest cannot believe it took until the sixth round for him to get drafted especially a bigger receiver 
in a small receiver class. Offensive line, Ryan Ramchick, one of the best tackles in the NFL. Trevor Penning slash Landon Young, one of those guys can need an opportunity to be the starting tackle opposite of Ramchick this year. Uh, you got Andrew and- Andres Pete still there. Eric McCoy, Cesar, Cesar Ruiz, who they decided not to pick up his fifth option. Saints, fine football team, uh, offensively, uh, offensively, especially when you look at Carr, Kamara, Thomas went healthy, and Chris Olave, and a pretty solid offensive line. Now, the Buccaneers, offensively, uh, low-key yikes, man. So, it's a competition between Baker Mayfield, and we saw how Baker was last year. Now, I will cut Baker some slack. The Panthers' inability to come to terms with the Browns on draft night a year ago really hindered any ability that Baker Mayfield had to have a strong season in Carolina. It's still wild that, what, three days on the job, going to Los Angeles with the Rams on Thursday Night Football, the way he played in that game, that he played better there than he ever played in his five, six starts in Carolina. Don't understand how in the world that happened. Mayfield's a player who has plenty of experience. He's not a bad quarterback, we kind of know what he is. He's just not going to be the guy. And I think with a full offseason, he'll probably be better off in Tampa. Now, they overhauled that offensive staff. And this is a big year um, for Todd Bowles in year two. He could be on the He's probably on the hot seat. Could be gone. We'll see how that offense works out. But Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask, the third year out of Florida, those guys are competing. Running backs, look at this list. Uh, Chase Edmonds, Keyshawn Vaughn, Rashad White, and Patrick Laird. Okay, uh, wide receiver slash tight ends. You got Mike Evans, who we are all too familiar with. Uh, Chris Godwin, those two are I mean, the best duo in the NFC South. Russell Gage, uh, Kate Otten, think he can take a big leap to second year uh, tight end out of Washington. Then Trey Palmer, a player who started off at LSU, then was at Nebraska last year. They took him in the fifth round. I do think Trey Palmer can be a player in this league, so that's another player to look out for there in Tampa. Then on the offensive line, Ryan Jensen missed the majority of the season last year with a knee injury. He's back at center. Tristan Wirfs back, really good tackle. They got the tackle out of North Dakota State. I think it's like uh, Cody Mouch or something like that. It, dude who like went to NDSU at like, 220 and he came out at 320 look like he swallowed himself it was insane um huge dude has no front teeth really weird situation there but he's there in tampa and i'm sure he'll be a fine player so just looking at it positional wise and comparing it quarterback if i had to rank him Derek carr by default guy's been around he's got a ton of starts he's a solid quarterback i don't think he's someone who's going to take you to a super bowl like i said when the panthers were bringing him for a visit and talking to him but i do think Derek carr is like actually like good he's been to the playoffs he's a fine quarterback i just don't think he's a dude and that contract he signed in new orleans reflects how they feel about him and also how the nfl feels about Derek carr so he's the top quarterback i would have bryce young as a second guy. Um, after that, I would say Ritter and then Mayfield. But I really got to see more out of Ritter. We know who Baker is. I, I just, I don't know. The situations, in, in, well, the situation in Tampa is not good. Situation in Atlanta, jury's still out there on Desmond Ritter, who a player I do like. And then Bryce Young, I think, will be good here in Carolina. Uh, I just... Depends on when is that going to happen. Is it going to happen right away? Is it going to take a couple weeks? Probably. Uh, will it happen at all this season? I, I don't know. I would look at Derek Carr, then Bryce Young, then Desmond Ritter, then Baker Mayfield. Running backs, Atlanta with Bijan, Allgaier, Cordero Patterson. Like They had the, one of the best rushing tacks in the league last year. I love what they got there. Then after that, you got to go with New Orleans. Alvin Kamara, one of the best running backs in the NFL. Um, then I go with Carolina with Miles Sanders here. Like, of course, Miles Sanders, Chuba Hubbard. I like what they have in the backfield. Um, and then Tampa, again, Chase Edmonds, Keyshawn Vaughn, Rashad White, Patrick Laird. 
Good luck with that. Offensive line, Carolina Panthers, I think they – and there's not really a bad offensive line. I think Tampa has a lot more questions where it's going to be guys kind of stepping up and filling those holes that they have on the roster. Um, but Carolina, I think they have arguably the best offensive line. Then Atlanta – Again, a great rushing attack. They're not too far behind, if behind at all. New Orleans, the same case. So Carolina, Atlanta, New Orleans, kind of a wash there with their offensive lines. Where Tampa Bay, uh, you got Jensen Worth, two really good players. The rest, we'll see how it works out. But looking at the offensive-wise, I would have New Orleans as a top offense, then Carolina, then Atlanta, then Tampa Bay because the quarterback situation and the running backs and all that, just not really great for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, so that's the offense. Now the Carolina Panthers stack up and looking at the rest of the division, how do they stack up defensively? Where new defensive coordinator Ajero Vero is coming to town and you and me and a lot of people are excited to see what this defense can look like here in 2023. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. Are you looking for a delicious snack but don't want all the sugar and calories? Then you need to try the best tasting protein bar ever built. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices but you don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you, Built Bars and Built Puffs. Built Bars are healthy and taste amazing. Seriously, they taste so amazing you won't think that they're good for you. So what makes Built Bars so good, you ask? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right, real chocolate in every single bar and puff. And I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste just like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that, of course, they're healthy for you. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box for years. We've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, which you can still do to get their specialty flavors, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. That's right. Head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate bar, or coconut puff. And if you're close to a Sam's Club and, of course, a member, run in and grab a 13-bar box of their hip flavors, brownie batter puff, and churro puff. You can thank me later. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's take a look at the NFC South defenses and see where the Carolina Panthers stack up. We'll start off again with the Atlanta Falcons down I-85 South. Looking at the defensive line, a uh, big overhaul there for the Atlanta Falcons, bringing in a guy like Calais Campbell, who the Ravens decided to cut, then talked about, oh, we might bring back Calais. Turns out he's now down in Atlanta, and he has won basically everywhere he's been, even in Jacksonville, y'all. He's won in Arizona, in Jacksonville, and Baltimore. So where Calais Campbell goes the wins go as well. So we'll see if he can be a major impact as an older player there in Atlanta this upcoming season. Grady Jarrett, one of the best defensive tackles in the NFL. He's back. David Anyamata goes over from a division rival in Atlanta, where literally the rival there with the Atlanta Falcons, the New Orleans Saints, big rivals. He's now there. They drafted Zach Harrison, an underachieving five-star defensive end from Ohio State. Uh, hard to believe that in the NFL he's going to step up and finally show that potential. 
But maybe coaching will help him. At linebacker, Lorenzo Carter's back. He's one of the guys the Falcons invested in this offseason. We remember him because that was the pick six right before halftime thrown by P.J. Walker, which was one of the big players of that game that cost Carolina Panthers that afternoon in Atlanta. We look at D.J. Moore taking off his helmet. We also look at um, Eddie Pinero missing those kicks. Mm, the interception, that hurt him. Caden Ellis had seven sacks last year. He's some of the, the uh, Falcons are looking to depend on. Uh, Bud Dupree. He is a name more than an actual player. Was in Pittsburgh, went to Tennessee, did nothing as far as getting sacks. Now he's in Atlanta, so collecting the other check to probably not give them the kind of edge rushing that they're hoping for. Uh, fairly underwhelming group, even although Carter, not a bad player, and an Ellis is an ascending player. Secondary-wise, a huge move by them to get Jesse Bates from Cincinnati, who's an outstanding player, uh, putting him next to uh, Richie Grant. Uh, I believe he's about a second- or third-year player now. Um, out of UCF, uh, the AJ Terrell, who's an outstanding player out of Clemson. They traded for Jeff Okuda, got Mike Hughes, a former first rounder, who's got plenty of opportunities in the NFL. And then they drafted Clark Phillips III, who is an undersized nickel corner kind of dude, but he's a baller and he finds the football. And the reason he got drafted so late, cause he's undersized, but I'm telling you right now, Clark Phillips is going to be a problem in the NFL. And I think he is a guy who's got a, a lot of street smart and not street smart, but he, he understands the game. And that is important. We get SOCOP and measurables, which is important. But do they have the knowledge? Are they? Do they have the football smarts? I think Clark Phillips III absolutely has that in Atlanta. Also breaking in a new D.C. and Ryan Nelson, who comes over from New Orleans. So I think that should be uh, a, oh, an improved unit. From the last couple of years, they've been really bad. I think they should be markedly improved, especially on the defensive line, bringing over Calais Campbell and David Onyemata. And in that secondary, Jesse Bates, like that's only going to make your team better defensively. Uh, looking at New Orleans, uh, defensive line, Big losses for them. It's Onyemata goes to division rival in Atlanta. And then, of course, Shai Tuttle goes to division rival here in Carolina. So now it's basically Cameron Jordan. Peyton Turner, who's a first-rounder out of Houston a couple years ago, haven't seen him do a ton. Big year for him to finally step up. They drafted uh, Brian Bussey out of Clemson. Really like that player. He's, I think Brian's going to be pretty good in the NFL. Got Isaiah Foskey uh, out of Notre Dame. So they added to the defensive line in the first two rounds of the draft. That linebacker to Mario Davis, Pete Warner, pretty solid uh, inside linebacking core. Their secondary, really good. Tyron Matthew, Marcus Bay, Marshawn Lattimore, Paulson Adebo, Bradley, Br- B- Bradley Roby, Jonathan Abram, uh, formerly in Las Vegas with the Raiders. Solid secondary there for the Saints. Looking at the Buccaneers, got Vita Vea, really Solid player there at defensive tackle. Greg Gaines uh, spent some time in, in L.A. with the Rams. He's now over there. They drafted Kalijah Kansi. If you watch him at Pitt, he's an undersized player. I've seen a lot of people because of the Pittsburgh uh, connection having played there, and so did Aaron Donald. And the size they had coming out of the draft, a lot of people are trying to compare him to Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald might be the best defensive player in the history of the game, at least in this era. I don't think Kalijah Kansi uh, should have those expectations, but I understand why people are doing the comparisons, looking at the size where they went to school. He's a damn good player, y'all. And I think he could be a problem for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for years to come. So excited to see what he can do. Even if he's with a division rival, love them back in college, wish him the best of luck, of course, except when they play the Panthers. Uh, linebacker. Devin White asked out, wants to trade. The pan- the uh, Buccaneers told him to be quiet. We're good. We're not going to do that. Uh, Levante David, good player. Joe Tryon, Shoyinka, last two years, he had four sacks. So four sacks, four sacks, eight sacks in his first two years. Former first-rounder out of Washington. You're probably thinking this is the year where he kind of takes that leap and becomes 
a scary edge rusher. And then Shaq Barrett, him and his wife, tragedy earlier this week where their uh, child drowned in their pool. So thoughts and prayers going out to them because I just can't even imagine. And we'll see what Shaq Barrett's future is in Tampa because that certainly is something absolutely just difficult. And football is not important at all for him and his family right now. So we'll see if he comes back. Uh, but, of course, if he's out and available, he's a fantastic edge rusher. Secondary, Carlton Davis, Jamel Dean, Antoine Winfield Jr., good secondary there in Tampa. Like Tampa's defense, they're good. <laughs> not really all that concerned. They've had a lot of losses. Um, as far as I mean, losing Tom Brady is a massive loss. Um, but defensively, they should probably be fine. Looking at the D-lines, Atlanta, Calais Campbell, older player, but Grady Jarrett's really good. Anyamata, I, I I like what the Falcons have there on their defensive line. Um, Carolina, you bring in Shy Tuttle. Uh, you already got Derek Brown. You can add Brian Burns to that. Like That's a really good one. You could probably argue the Panthers have the best defensive line here in the NFC South. And looking at Tampa with Vita Vea, uh, Kansi I think is going to have an impact this upcoming season. Uh, Greg Gaines, I think he's a solid player. And then New Orleans, it's just it's Cam Jordan. And Brissy will be good, but Cam Jordan, that's pretty much it for them right now and when you lose two guys to division rivals in uh Onyemata and shy tuttle that hurts you uh linebacker I, I look at tampa i mean devin white levante david shaq barrett really good players there um new orleans demario davis has been one of the better linebackers in the nfl the last couple seasons pete warner i think he's a solid player then carolina with shaq thompson and um frankie louvu i like what we got there and then Atlanta, yeah, Lorenzo Carter, Kate Nellis, Bud Debris. Not super impressed by that unit. Then looking at the secondary, um, I got to go with New Orleans. Marshawn Lattimore, fantastic player. Paul Sinadebo, he's kind of, he's ascending. Got Marcus May, Tyron Matthew. Yeah, just a lot of experience in that secondary. Solid unit for the New Orleans Saints. Now, they've lost some guys over the years, but I still think they're pretty solid. Uh, Tampa, Carlton Davis, Jamal Dean, Antoine Winfield Jr. I think those guys are really good as well. And then Carolina. The problem with the Panthers is just who's going to be healthy. <laughs> At safety, I feel good about Von Bell. I feel good about Xavier Woods, and we'll see where Chin plays. But he'll be back there. He'll, he'll be a part of the secondary. Feel good about JC when he's healthy. Dante coming off an Achilles, and then after that, I, I don't know. That's that's my concern with the Panthers. Is just you don't know. Now Atlanta, I don't think I don't really think there's a bad secondary. Honestly, this is kind of with the offensive lines with the Carolina, Atlanta, and Orleans. I don't really think there's a bad secondary. When you have Jesse Bates, you're not going to have a bad secondary. Richard Grant, really good young player. AJ Terrell's been really good so far out of Clemson. Jeff Okuda. It's kind of a reclamation project down there in Atlanta. Mike Hughes, he's former first-rounder. He's played plenty of snaps. I already told you all my affinity for Clark Phillips III. I don't think there's a bad secondary. So when you really look at it, we can't be all that concerned. Now, as far as the top defense, I think Carolina with this new scheme that Jero Vero is going to have and with the players on that defense who the Panthers decided to not trade and who they've invested in and – being in this new scheme, I think it might take some time, but I do think that it's going to end up being the best defense in a the division, then Tampa, then New Orleans, then Atlanta. Like Atlanta, they got an opportunity. Because I told you, the D-line, I like, I like what they got there. They have an opportunity. The problem for the Falcons is they got to kind of prove it to me first. They got to show me. Because the last couple years has been rough for the Falcons defensively. So Carolina, I think right now, has the best defense in the NFC South. I think will turn out to have the best defense in the NFC South. So, Looked at the offense, looked at the defense. Overall, where did the Carolina Panthers stand in the NFC South? I'll tell you here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. It's no secret that the NFC South is wide open heading into the 2023 season. And I guess the big disappointment for a lot of Panther fans over the last three years was you knew Drew Brees wasn't going to be around for long. You knew Tom Brady wasn't going to be around for long. Now, I guess you could have probably predicted that Bruce Arians probably wouldn't stick around forever down there in Tampa. And the Sean Payton retirement was a big shock to a lot of people. So there's been a ton of turnover at the head coach position with Super Bowl winning head coaches and also at the quarterback position with two Hall of Famers and Tom Brady, who's going to be a first ballot greatest quarterback of all time, and then Drew Brees. The Panthers should have been in position by now, really heading into last season, but especially this season to where they had an established quarterback. Unfortunately, that's not the case. But now Frank Reich's here. Scott Fitter has control of the roster. There's alignment within the organization, and Bryce Young is here to lead us and bring us to salvation, hopefully, and the Carolina Panthers being in control of the NFC South. So there's a huge opportunity for every team in this division, but really Carolina. Atlanta, we'll see with Ritter. Again, I told y'all, I think he can be a good player. I don't know if he can be an excellent quarterback in the NFL. Tampa, they're wasting their time. Maybe they want to see what Trask has. If Trask does not beat out Baker Mayfield, I've already seen the mock. I know. Why have I even done this to myself? I've already looked at the mock drafts last year or for next year, and a lot of them are projecting Drake May out of North Carolina to be the quarterback down there. So they're going to get a quarterback next year. Like They are wasting their time, and they're setting themselves back for a year. But it feels like they're going to let Todd Bowles have one more season. That likely doesn't go well, and then they fire him. They bring a new head coach, that new head coach, then brings in his quarterback, and they're married to each other. Kind of like what we have here in Carolina with Frank Reich and now Bryce Young. So Tampa, good luck this year with all that. They're not in good position to do it. Atlanta, that's TBD. And then New Orleans, Derek Carr, right now the elder statesman and the best quarterback in the NFC South just by default. Because the other teams, you have guys in Bryce Young we don't know yet. We think he'll be good. We just don't know yet. Same thing with Ritter. You just don't know. I don't know how good he will be. You have no idea. And in Tampa, you know, you know you have a problem there. And you know you're going to have to address that position. And why you didn't do it more, I can't really answer that question. Again, talk to them. Uh, but I don't really care. So best of luck. Um, not really to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming up here in 2023. But the Panthers are in firm position to compete for the division crown this year. I, I would look at it. I think New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta, those are the teams that I would take as serious contenders. I, I don't see it with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And in that order, I have New Orleans still the top team. You got a, you got a veteran quarterback. And it really comes down to quarterback play. And I just cannot say the Carolina Panthers are going to be the favorites to win a division when they have a rookie quarterback who we don't know how he's going to play year one. And if you just go back and look at it, rookie quarterbacks don't play that at that high of a level very often. 
And I do not think Bryce Young is going to come in here and just light up the NFL. If he does, I would be overjoyed. I do think he'll be solid. I think he'd be fine. I think they can win with him. I don't think that they're going to necessarily be winning because of him week in and week out. And that's what you're going to want. New Orleans, I think at times, will be able to win because they have Derek Carr. Especially in divisional games, when you look at the matchups they have across the field at quarterback with them. Now, it's not the quarterback versus the quarterback, but I think you understand what I'm trying to say. So, New Orleans has a veteran quarterback, veteran offensive line, Alvin Kamara, good wide receivers, solid defense. I think that they'll bounce back this year with more stability at the quarterback position. And it's not like they were like that bad the last two years when they were playing with Andy Dalton and Jameis Winston. It's just they didn't have those guys healthy. Like Jameis two years ago, the last year, Sean Payton. If he's healthy, I think they're a playoff team. Last year, I don't I don't really know what exactly they were trying to do. Year one of Dennis Allen. I think the Saints will probably be fine this year. So I'd still have them as the favorite. Carolina, defensively, I think they're going to be outstanding. Um, offensively, like, okay, you got a young quarterback. We don't know when he's going to play. I, I would hope and expect maybe to be week one. Got to see what the schedule looks like next Thursday. Uh, but you know he's going to play at some point in time. And he'll have, his, he'll have his struggles. He'll have his moments. I think overall Bryce Young will be okay for the Carolina Panthers this upcoming season. And the expectations for a rookie should not be that high. It should be really next year. We You look at Trevor Lawrence, a player who's also drafted number one, a player who also won an ass would. Bryce won one as a backup to Mac Jones, but a guy who won a national championship played at a high level at Clemson. Wasn't all that great year one. And then he was much better this past year, but still had the hiccups. I mean, the playoff game where they came back and won, he threw, what, four interceptions? So it takes some time. Now, I just don't look like um, Trey Lance, I guess, is look whenever he's got an opportunity. Don't, don't look like Zach Wilson, really. And we're good here in Carolina uh, with Bryce Young. So I think he'll be much better than that. And if he is, the Panthers will be fine. But the wide receiver core, y'all know how I feel about them. I don't think it's very good, and I don't think it helps Bryce that much, but having a good offensive line does and being able to run the football with uh, Miles Sanders, Chuba Hubbard, that will also help Bryce Young. So I, I think they'll be fine offensively for the most part. I don't think they're going to be necessarily electric. I think they'll be good enough, especially in this division, Atlanta. They're going to be able to run the football for sure. I have no concern about that. If they can take a step forward defensively, then like they can be right there in the thick of things with Carolina and New Orleans. Like Tampa, defensively, I think they'll probably be fine. Offensively, like running backs, how much do you value them anyways? Like I, that's true because I'm certainly not someone who does it, but you need something to supplement the fact that your quarterbacks are Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask and they don't have it. Like, it's great to have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. Will Baker get the ball to them consistently? We saw how upset Jarvis Landry and, in particular, Odell Beckham Jr. were in Cleveland playing with Baker. Can Baker get the ball to his playmakers? He's not done that consistently in the first five years of his career, so no reason to really believe that's going to be the case this upcoming season in Tampa Bay. So New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta, then Tampa. That's how I stack up the NFC South right now post-NFL draft. Now, again, the roster is fluid. Things can change. Injuries will happen. Players will be added. We can do this heading into the season once we get to the roster cut down and truly know, sort of, because, again, fluid, who will be stepping on the field week one. Right now, I think the Carolina Panthers are absolutely in position to compete for the division crown. I just would not claim them to be the favorite as of right now here in early May. 
All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, hosted by yours truly, Julian Council. Subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where tomorrow I'll be back to answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me to get in on the weekly Friday mailbag right here on Locked On Panthers. But in the meantime, be safe, be happy, be whole. As always, keep pounding, and I'll talk to y'all on Friday. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.